I had conversations with most of the contributors to this book about this idea of being a Western Sydney writer and being included in a book of Western Sydney writing and whether that was kind of a, a useful formulation because it comes inscribed with a set of tropes about race and about class and you know there was something very subversive it felt to be including an essay about knitting or an essay about reading Borges in a group of essays from Western Sydney. So often from outside the region, outside the area, the way Western Sydney is talked about is as this kind of heterogeneous place where the kind of a very, very limited set of tropes around race and class are, are up for grabs and, and nothing else. Welcome to the Festival of Urbanism's Book Club podcast. You're on City Road and I'm Fenella Kernabone. I'm the Head of Programming for Sydney Ideas at the University of Sydney and it is fantastic to have your company. Today, Dallas Rogers is speaking with Catriona Menzies-Pike about an edited book called Second City, Essays from Western Sydney. The book puts on display the diverse literary talents that make Sydney's western suburbs such a fertile region for writers. There are just so many good essays and ideas in this collection, from commonly cited tropes about Western Sydney to the importance of education in crossing social and ethnic boundaries, all the way through to the significance of the shopping mall. This is a collection of essays that offer complex insights into the dynamic relationships between class, culture, family and love. Dallas speaks here with Catriona via Zoom in lockdown in Sydney. And if you listen carefully, you'll probably hear a few children running around in the background throughout this conversation. Catriona Menzies-Pike is a Sydney writer, editor and former academic. She is the editor of the Sydney Review of Books and holds a doctorate in English literature. And now over to Dallas. Thank you so much for joining us on City Road Podcast. This is a partnership we're doing with the Festival of Urbanism, where we're talking about some of our favourite books. And this week, we're talking about Second City, which is a book that you edited, which has essays about Western Sydney by young Western Sydney writers. And there's just so much great stuff in this book. My favourite essay is An Elite Education, and we might talk about that one a little bit later. But the essays cover just so many different topics. We've got questions of class mobility. We've got movement, physical movement around the city. We've got questions of multiculturalism and racism. There is discussion of urban change, so questions about gentrification. There's a lot of discussion in there about the love of books and literature. And of course, there is discussion about the power of education to move you across class and and other boundaries. Why is Western Sydney such a great place for collecting essays from young writers? I guess I'd start that question in a slightly dense numerical way, which is to say that West Sydney represents a huge area in Greater Sydney, a huge population that is incredibly diverse and which is home to many, many, many communities of creative practitioners working 
across myriad forms. Uh, millions of people tend to yield uh, riders. What has been the case until quite recently is that Western Sydney has been dismissed as a kind of cultural wasteland by people who tend, you know, not to not to visit. Um, but in the last decade or so, there's been a real resurgence or a real surge of literary activity coming out of many, many different parts of Western Sydney. And if there was a first generation of Western Sydney writers to gain prominence, they were saying, look, there can be writers from Western Sydney. Here we are. And actually, we're not exploring necessarily the same things as coastal writers. And I'm very lucky to be working closely with writers uh, from all kinds of backgrounds at the Sydney Review of Books. And you know, over the last 15 years, there has been a real intensification of activity and attention around writing in Western Sydney. I mean, what I've encountered working with writers from the base that I have in Parramatta is a lot more reticence around this notion of being a Western Sydney writer. Western Sydney writers often <laughs> often uh, dispute the designation because they know that it's kind of meaningless. There are so many different communities and cultures and ways of being a writer in the West that it's not a helpful description. So in the in the time that I have been working with Western Sydney writers, I've seen the discourse about Western Sydney writing really evolve. And if there was a first generation of writers who were intent on saying, look, we're here, actually, writers can be in Western Sydney. What we're seeing now is a is a kind of contestation of those establishing tropes. And a set of writers who are uneasy about being defined by Western Sydney writers as Western Sydney writers in part because they live in Western Sydney and they have a strong sense that there is no one notion of Western Sydney that is the most diverse urban space in Australia. And so to call someone a Western Sydney writer is so broad a designation as to be as to be meaningless. Why it's such a rich place at the moment, I think is because there are a lot of organisations, communities and cohorts of writers working together and talking together and trying to figure out what it looks like for a community of creative practitioners to mature. Mm. A lot of the people listening to this podcast will be built environment professionals and academics, actually. And academics have a particular way, particularly built environment academics, so urban planners and architects, have a particular way of talking about and writing about the city and this is a very different way of talking about the city and to talk about people's experiences in the city and things like urban change. What do you think the utility and value is of this style of writing for thinking about things like urban change and changing demographics and changing cultural relations in the city? That's a great question. Writing place is something that I've been really interested in since I started off as editor of the Sydney Review of Books, which is based at Western Sydney University in Parramatta, which, as we've established, is this really kind of charged location for 
cultural activity, and yet barely registers as a place in Australian literature and Australian culture. You know, there just aren't a whole lot of books set in Penrith and there aren't TV shows that are shot in Kingsgrove. And one of the first projects that I did at the journal was commissioning essays on a place that were mainly places in Western Sydney but across Sydney that had just been kind of neglected by writers and artists. So we have people like Annalyn Crawford writing about Penrith and Vanessa Berry writing about St Peter's, Peter Dore writing about Kingsgrove actually. And what emerged from that was just such a, a rich set of ideas about how the essay, how creative nonfiction can register the lived experience of place, can register change can register the kind of foot-level view of a city um, without the kind of disciplinary constraints of academic practice, for example. And we found, you know, we saw these writers at work using the essay as a way of processing and, I suppose, creating new knowledge about the way people experience life in cities. It's a form of contemporary like living history, I suppose, as much as anything else. Mm. One of my favourite essays in the book is An Elite Education, and that story is very complex, actually. It, it starts in the graduation hall of the University of Sydney, and it's a story about the power of education, but it's also a story about cultural difference. The two key actors in that are from across a cultural divide and also actually across a class divide. And so as the story unfolds, you get a story that goes across class, goes across culture. Uh, John Howard gets a bit of a showing in the, in the story as well. And it ends with a story that's about the power of education to enable you to think across difference, to think across class, and to actually move, I think, to uh, across the, the class spectrum. I just find that story so powerful. Yeah, and as we've been talking, I think one of the things that is very, one of the themes that's repeated across this collection, and certainly in that essay, An Elite Education, is that is that social mobility is connected to mobility around the city, that people move, that people move from Bankstown to Newtown and then back to Yuguna. So many of these, these essays grapple with gentrification and class mobility and the consequences of education through moving from neighbourhoods to, to neighbourhood, from moving across the city. And I think that essay, which traces all kinds of unexpected and I think under-discussed under trajectories there and back is, is one that kind of complicates easy conclusions about, about experiences of race and class and divides, divides, for example, the east-west divide in the city. Hello, Fenella Kernabone again. If you're enjoying this discussion, make sure you head over to the City Road podcast website to listen to the other six interviews in this series. All the details are on the City Road podcast and Festival of Urbanism websites. 
We would love to hear from you too. So tweet us at City Road Pod. And now back to the conversation. So you were working with a bunch of young writers here. Tell me a little bit about the process. How do you go about finding writers, nurturing stories? And there seems to be a range of different topics. Did you purposely seek out those stories? So I've been working with writers in Western Sydney in my role at the SRB for the last six years, and we've developed a really strong network of writers around the journal, um, particularly through local cultural organisations. So many of these essays emerge through residency projects or through conversations with peers who come in and out of in and out of our offices. We've long published essays about place and I've talked to writers about Western Sydney, about being a Western Sydney writer. Some of these essays are also not about Western Sydney. There are essays about knitting. There are essays about reading borgers. I'm always really directed when I'm commissioning by the interests of particular writers rather than saying, listen, I want you to write an essay about Campbelltown and I want you to make it sound like Campbelltown. So I talk, I talk to writers, I try and get to know them and to discover what their interests are, and that that is usually what where the starting point for our essays lies. I really love the essay about knitting because it's a story about public space, actually. It's about knitting in public space, and it's about why that is a radical act. But tied up in that essay is also a love for storytelling and a, a love for narrative as well. So, yeah, I really did like that essay. And I think it is a story about place and it probably is a story about Western Sydney. Yeah. And it's a story about Western Sydney that has got nothing to do with the really tired and familiar tropes of, of, of Western Sydney. And, and it's a story that without compunction uh, just says, look, I am a writer from Western Sydney and here I am writing an essay about knitting knitting on the train and in public. And I think, you know, the kinds of conversations that take place between the essays in the book really complicate any reductive or homogenous notion of, of Western Sydney writing. And to me, that's that's very exciting. I think the book, the book is very carefully called Essays from Western Sydney, and we seek to make no representative claims here. You know, this is this is a big place. These are essays that come from Western Sydney, but there's a lot, there's there's many more stories to tell, I would suggest. Mm. And are you getting there at there, these are essays from Western Sydney, but not necessarily solely about or for Western Sydney, is that the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are these are writers from Western Sydney, and they're they're writing about themes and topics that are important to them. And that's why you have Yomna Kassab, a really extraordinary fiction writer, here writing about the the, the fiction of the Argentinian writer Jorge Luis Borges. And that that's that's what Western Sydney writers are doing. They're sitting down and reading Borges. What comes next for your Sydney review of books and your thinking in terms of writing from Western Sydney? Well, we we are always working with writers from Western Sydney. At the moment, I'm doing a really 
a fantastic residency program with the Bankstown Arts Centre, which involves mentoring six emerging writers from across Western Sydney who are writing essays loosely themed around care and custodianship. We started running residencies with the Bankstown Arts Centre several years ago and they were all in person. And we've actually been able to evolve a digital model for working really closely, closely with writers through pandemic times. And it's something that we've, you know, I'm talking a lot to writers about at the moment. You know, we feel uh, kind of placeless in our pandemic lives. And yet for so many Western Sydney writers, especially the young writers I'm talking to every night in our Zoom catch-ups, being placed in Western Sydney, being placed under very serious restrictions, greater restrictions than many other parts of Sydney, is, is absolutely in place. So that that is that is a really important point of initiation. I also work with writers through uh, the fantastic emerging writers organisation Westwards, uh, also based in Parramatta, and the centre that the SRB is based at, um, the Writing and Society Research Centre, is running um, a three-year project, working a kind of incubator project for young writers called the Writing Zone. Uh, which I'm involved with as well. In fact, Martin Reyes, whose piece about hiking features in Second City, yeah, is an alumni of that of that program. Uh, so you know, it's 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 there's there's a a group of you know really established, experienced, and nationally recognised writers from Western Sydney who are continuing to do great work, and some of them are featured here. But there is certainly just such a such a swell of activity. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you very much for inviting me, Dallas. Thanks for listening to the Festival of Urbanism's Book Club podcast on City Road. I'm Fenella Kernerbone, Head of Programming for Sydney Ideas at the University of Sydney, the Public Talks program. If you liked this discussion, we have another six interviews in this series. And they include Kurt Iverson speaking with Elizabeth Farrelly about her book, Killing Sydney. Preston Peachy and Julie Jansen speaking about Julie's book, Benevolence. Dallas Rogers sits down with Tom Slater all about his new book, Shaking Up the City. Dallas also chats with Adam Morton on Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian and Vanessa Berry on Mirror Sydney, plus Shanti Robertson to talk about her new book, Temporality in Mobile Lives. All the details are on the City Road podcast and the Festival of Urbanism websites. See you next time.